This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Oh my god, Anji, another Sunday! Hey, I'm Anji Kim. I'm Peter Kim, and we are your host of The Ajuma Show, the only show on the internet with two queer Koreans screaming to the void just for you. Wah! All right. Okay. <laughs> Listen, guys, we have a wonderful episode today, but before we go into it, yeah. I just have to know, happy birthday to you. Oh, me? Oh. How? <laughs> Yes, it was your birthday. I know. 39. Uh, I'm 39. I also, by the way, wow. Peter, you guys, Peter sent me a very nice uh, can of caviar. This is how you know he's making network money. Can. And <laughs> I was bowled over. I was just like, oh my God. Like me and Jack were like, oh, we know he's doing well. We were so excited for you. Again, going back to you. So excited for your success. No, so excited, I was excited for, for you. So excited for my caviar. But can I tell you the truth? You asked me how it was. I have not been able yeah. to open this tin. I can't figure out how what? to open the tin. I've been watching because everything, any other caviar I've ever had has been a pull tab or a glass jar I uh-huh. could open. This is like a bottom. What is this? It's like a vacuum sealed true caviar oh. tin. It's like old school Petrosian. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. like everyone knows about it. Like I told yes. I did my research. Yes. I'm like, this is the one to get. This is right? the one, yes. It's very yeah. famous. You haven't been able, able to, to open it. it. <laughs> Ah, that's been, so annoying. I've been looking up YouTube videos to figure it out because they have like there's actually like caviar tin openers and like the other way. Oh no way! Yes, because they're so hard. But you can should supposed to be able to do it with like a key or um, a a coin. Can I get it open every time I'm gonna? I try. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. I should have I should have sent you the cheap shit. <laughs> At the, the end of at the end of every day, I try. I upload. I look at the YouTube video again. I tried to do it. It's been three days since I gotten it. Oh my I'm god! Are you serious? <laughs> Are you keeping it in the fridge though? Oh yeah, of course. But I'm gonna try. Oh, okay. I'm gonna try go today. That's so funny. <laughs> the amount of effort you're putting into this is gonna make it taste so much brinier and beautiful and buttery. Oh, you're gonna love it. What's What's even crazier is I'm about to go ask for someone's help and then have them not be able not give them any. <laughs> Because it is a single serving. Yes. <coughs> I don't know how. I think it was like 30 grams or something. I forgot yes, what it no, was. It's, it's, like, it's, it is It's like a bonafide. This is the caviar. It's the caviar yeah. and it's the and you eat it alone. Yes. Like with a shot of vodka mm-hmm. or champagne. Like there's not enough to split off to someone. No. There's simply no. not. No. <laughs> there's simply not. And that's how I'll explain it once they open it for me. <laughs> Who are you asking? Anyone I know? Yeah, my in-laws, my in-laws who have like. Oh, that's so funny! <laughs> oh, they have a little um, a, 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 a tin little yeah, instrument. Of course, of course, yeah. Oh, of course, they're Russian Jews. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that you know, inlaid so with silver. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So there's just simply well, not anyway, enough. Ha- you haven't had well, you haven't had a chance to get into it. No. But other than that, how was your birthday? How do you celebrate? How do you celebrate? Well, I don't know. I mean, typically, when you, I, I try to be alone. Okay. <laughs> then, but I did. I did want to eat a seafood tower, and then I invited of people. Of course, your fave. My fave, and so I invited a bunch of people. We went out. Went out. Did not invite my family, and then. Uh, <laughs> 
What was funny is that they were like got there and they were like trying to pay for this and I was like, you guys, this is like five hundred dollars. No. Like I you I would not have invited a bunch of people to this <laughs> if I thought if you guys were gonna split pay. this, yeah, and like pay for Unji, this. that's so crazy. I was just explaining to our friend Benda. Yeah. That it is a Korean cultural thing. Yeah. To invite people to your birthday and take care of it. Yes. Right? Yeah. It is it's the opposite in America. Yeah. <laughs> totally. In America, like, they're like, let's take Jeff out for his birthday and, like, six people get together and pay for Jeff's meal. Yes. And everybody else's meal. And then you, Jeff has to sit there awkwardly mm-hmm. as your friends try to figure out who owes what. Yes. And, oh, yeah, don't forget $10 extra for Jeff. Yeah. And you're sit you're and it's the worst experience ever. Yeah, and it's never a nice meal because it's like it's you know it's whatever. It's not like no one's gonna take me to the seafood tower. And I literally explained to them, it's like no, I invited you here because it would be weird if I came here by myself. So right. you're here to watch me eat this seafood tower. Jack yeah. tried to split it with me, and I looked at her, I was like, I'm gonna eat this by myself. You get your own. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that I, is so funny. She sent me video of you eating your seafood tower, and I had never. I thought you were like in Louisiana mid hurricane, and you there was like sirens going off, and you had to run after the rock shrimp. I was like, what the fuck is happening? You guys, you can't see. This is an audio bit, uh, medium, but it sounded Unji sounded like this eating her seafood tower. <laughs> It was crazy. <laughs> that tower went down like, <laughs> like the one in 9-11. <laughs> Faster <laughs> than the first tower in 9-11. Also, guys, happy 9-11. <laughs> um, happy? Uh, not happy, but happy. What do you say? Um, how do you... There's a 20th anniversary happening. Yeah, it's a memorial. It's a memorial. How do you address that to someone? I don't know. But you know what's crazy is, like, in my neighborhood, there was, like, an old-timey fire engine that was rolling down, like, um, fucking Belmont, like, in Roscoe Village. It's rolling down covered with children, like, young children who are not alive, right? So none of these kids were alive. What? Yeah, these are young kids. None of these kids were alive. They weren't alive. They weren't alive during 9-11 when it first happened. They only Mm -hmm. know about it 10 years because they're all, like, 8 or something. So it's, like, 12 years post that they were born. And now they just only know about it as this, like, yearly kind of natural national day of remembrance. Remembrance. And they were on the old-timey fire engine carrying American flags Mm -hmm. and just going, and waving it and it's like it was funny on on 9-11 on 9-11 on Saturday it was wild and what's what I don't understand it's because they don't remember because they it's to them this is the thing um someone at Max's office who's like young she's like 21 she again doesn't remember it right she was born right when it happened And so yeah. for her, again, it's just been this thing that people are sad about once a year. And we talk about terrorism. And so she was like, should we put out like a social media post about it? And he was like, why would we do? We're a real estate marketing firm. In yeah. what way would we be able to authentically commemorate this moment and stay yeah. on brand? You know what I mean? He was like, and also most of the people in Boston, like that are his clients, they would remember this. They may have been personally affected. And that fact that this far out, one generation out, that has taken on this like corporate 
Yes. Like, it's corporatized Hashtag now. Yes. culture. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wow. it's weird. That's creepy. Yes. That's so fucking creepy. I, um... I just I don't understand why Chicago a why a fire engine from Chicago is celebrating with a bunch of babies. It was not your fire department wasn't even involved. No, not even close. You're not even Philly. No, you're not even. You're not. We're not even Maryland. We're not even yeah. any of these things. Not Eastern Seaboard. No. You're Midwest, hun. And it was just like America. And and yeah, that's kind exactly. of and that was the, that sort of like jingoistic bullshit that happened mm-hmm. post nine eleven anyway. I mean, you know, I, we've I think we've talked about this, but like we grew up in an era where if you were like hip and with it, there was no party you didn't go to that people weren't talking about politics. You we were we are like because we were in college when it happened. Like you were kind of immediately mm-hmm. engaged. Sure. After 9-11, I went deeply into learning about global politics. Yes. Like I was like, I need to know. You need I to can't know. Be, and it can't be fucking sideswiped like this no. anymore. I started taking elective classes yeah. on the Iraq war. Uh-huh. I wrote an entire paper on how um, uh, uh, George W. Bush's like stupidity act is just a... Uh, some, it's just a, a diversion yeah. for him to be an absolute wartime criminal. Mm-hmm. And I, I, had, I really had like a very like thumping red uh, uh, leftist, like, you know, like uh, bleeding for like anti-war pro- progressive mm-hmm. energy. Like I went deeply into that. Yeah. Some w was the original deep- Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> the original Hitler. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, he was the original, like, that was like, w, w was Satan sort of shit, like, that happened now with Trump. He was right, the original. Right. Like, we saw, that we've seen this sure. before, you know? Yeah, and so we've, we've always been engaged that way. But, like, Yeah, yeah. And he was our guy. He was our Nixon. Yes. Whoever, like, the generation before us was, like, fucking fighting against or, like, whatever, protesting against. And um, it, it's interesting that 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 is a thing that's happening now because mm-hmm. like it's 20th anniversary which means it's been 20 years one generation since this tragedy happened yeah. and there's really no way to understand like how do we explain this to people like how do you explain this to your son you know what i mean how like different life is yeah, like I the show fact him that a, we didn't I show have to take off a, our shoes before. Yeah, I, I show him what you know, an airport, airport looked like before. And before you sh- people are smoking cigarettes. Yes. <laughs> like just like rolling through with like, you know, all the components. No yeah, no, with yeah. all the components, like make a bomb. You could just roll on through. Like people are like, oh, you're going to make a bomb wherever your destination is? Cool. Goodbye. Cool, keep it in your shoe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it was, it's just wild when you think about it. Like there is such a huge division. Wild. In it. And even just in terms of global politics, it's like, you know, I, I started Zolaf, so I was like, I've been feeling like I can't like, I haven't been able to rage as much, but I also can't cry. It's really wild. Mm. But I was watching this 9-11, a lot of the documentaries to try to cry, and I could not. It's very interesting, even though I could recognize mm. the feeling that I wanted to. Um, mm. So when I was watching it, I, you, and you saw this a lot after 9-11 in 2001, like people were already saying the lack of communication between the CIA and the FBI was somehow responsible. 
and like that there was no uh, flow of information from like international to domestic terrorism. It was all this stuff. And it was like, you know, in my mind, I was like, even if they had been talking, there's no way any of them would have ever seen this coming. It was just simply not fathomable. It wasn't in our culture. No. We didn't. No, to to hijack three planes. Just simply, or was it four? Ultimately, the, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, though, there's one that crashed yeah. down in Philly or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, it's something that we would have never. We were all in shock, and it, we'll get to this at the end of yeah. the show um, because it, it ties up into this. But yeah, I, 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 people have been talking about like this, like celebrate not celebration, memorialization. Yeah. 20 years of this tragedy and i just don't know how what the narrative is you know back Mm -hmm. back in like pearl harbor it was like japanese are bad (laughs) and they attacked us even though that was wrong yeah that's what all of us kind of like subscribe to sure but now it's hard for us to have like a a a opinion about 9-11 you know it's like yeah it was a terrorist attack also, there's so much conspiracy around like how the towers fell, right. and like, is it possible for that much that that me- that much metal to be burned like that? Yeah, like, yeah. what is going on? Like, so I don't know. I'm, and it's also happened for me personally. And you know what? Let's not get into it because we'll, we'll get yeah, into yeah. it later. Um, but happy 9-11, 20th anniversary. <laughs> Um, usually you would have something to say for an anniversary thing. Let us be vigilant or something. But like, it sounds even weird to be like, remember terrorism is bad. <laughs> like what? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Duh. What the fuck? That's the thing about terrorism. There's no rhyme or reason. It's just terror. Right. And there's it, it, the more shocking it is, the better, I guess, for the terrorists. Um, but it, it I, I'll just finish off this section by saying I did hear a great joke. A 9-11 joke uh-huh. <laughs> this week and it was by um andrew santino yeah i recently did a set um <clears throat> at the largo yeah how'd it in go la incredible yeah Incre- except it is a big ish theater uh-huh. and <sighs> i have trouble with theater lights because they're so hot yeah and i just start sweating sweating yeah dumping sweat and in the middle of my set i had to like take my t-shirt and like wipe my face and like <laughs> i'm so sorry i'm disgusting <laughs> but anyway largo was great santino had a really great joke about how like yes of course 20, you know 9-11 horrible devastating thing for the entire nation the world with that being said you can't tell me out of the three thousand people that perished that day there wasn't one guy there wasn't one guy that like his his kids disrespect him, his wife won't touch his dick, his you know his yeah. uh, a boss chewed his ass out immediately, and he's just like had this like rage going the entire time. And when he saw the plane coming, he wasn't just like bring it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Like, of course, not we all think of of every victim as like an angel yeah because they are a victim there might have been one like guy who was just like having a hard time like a bad time and was like 
I want it to fucking end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it is certainly. I think Steve Buscemi <clears throat> has a documentary out about like the children of all the people who passed, who died, inside of the event, inside of the event, and like it's about how a lot of the kids you you can't. They're like deified. They become these like really larger than life patriarch patriotic heroes that mm. you know that inside of the nation we like kind of revere and hold on this pedestal and the thing is that helps it actually created this like cast a huge shadow on a lot of the kids because you're you're never going to be able to humanize your parent you know a lot of these kids were really small and it's like uh, i guess one of the guys one of the kids is like watches a lot of the video and like through the interviews and in the process of the documentary realizes like and finds out more about his father like he was just an asshole and a goofball just like him just like him yeah and so like and, and you know and that's like that was actually a great gift that humanizing the victims does you know yeah 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 like uh what's his name on snl Pete, Pete davidson, davidson. Yeah. his dad died right? yeah that's how, the, his whole movie with uh the king of staten island i think that's about that as well oh okay yeah 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 okay all right <laughs> we'll come back to this We'll come back to this. Take a quick pause because we have to get into our first segment. It's Kick-Ass Korean, y'all. Kia! I'm very excited about uh, my Kick-Ass Korean today. Her name mm-hmm. is Lucy Hedan Ko. Oh, Hedan. I love that name. Hedan. Mm. Beautiful name. Yeah. She graduated from Harvard, Ugh. both undergrad and Juris Doctorate. Oh, my gosh. And she is currently a United States District Judge of the United States District Court of the Northern District of California. Wow. (laughs) So right now, she's currently a U.S. judge. Yeah. And is a nominee to be a U.S. Circuit Judge. Wow. Of the United States Court of Appeals. Yes. For the Ninth Circuit. It's the big one. The big one. The Ninth Circuit is Alaska, Arizona, California, Hawaii, Idaho, Montana, Nebraska, Oregon, Washington. And includes Guam and Northern Mariana Islands. Yes. Now, she is the first Asian-American U.S. District Court Judge in the Northern District of California, the first District Court Judge of Korean descent in the United States. Wow. And the first female Korean-American Article Three Judge. And uh, also happens to be the second Korean-American federal judge after Herbert Choi of the Ninth Circuit. So this person has been working Ugh. and um, it has like this horrible thing that happened when uh, Obama put her up on his way out for oh this federal uh, appellate yeah. um, judge. And on his way out, he was like, OK, you guys take care of it. She's good. And then Trump came in. And the Republican stalled, mm-hmm. and then she didn't get her position, and they uh, installed some schmuck. And now Biden has nominated her, yeah, no, knowing fully that she was like close to this position, so she's back on, yes, about to be. I, I let's hope everything goes well, and she gets um, confirmed into this position because this means that a Korean woman will be one of the highest positions. In law, in in the country, yes. Like because I think wait after Supreme Court is it's Ninth Circuit, the Ninth Circuit, right? Yeah, right. So they're right under. Mm-hmm. It's the, the highest. One. It's the one. Yeah, yeah. So I'm so excited for her, and um, she's she's she. Uh, there's been some articles about. It's hard to find stuff about judges, but I've done a, done a little research, and um, <clears throat> she's come out and. Um, railed against Trump administration for delaying um, the census 
or or, or, or uh, hurrying the census. Remember, he like shortened the time. Yeah, yeah. So she actually made a thing where she extended the census for like a month or something like wow. that. Wow. Include all these people yeah. in her district. Like she's cool. She's badass. And um, yeah, I just hope that she, if I get in trouble one day, she could help me out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's the biggest one. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it's the Ninth Circuit that, like, it's from the Ninth Circuit that goes up to Supreme Court. Like, that's, like, the trajectory. Yeah. Like, most things that co- are reviewed by the Ninth Circuit then goes up to the Supreme Court if they can't get it in that sort yeah. of, because it's the biggest one. Mm-hmm. This is very exciting. So exciting. I can't Lucy wait for hit you. on Ko. Yay! Yay! Okay. My kick-ass Korean is Jihae Kim. It was actually a submission via Instagram from one of our uh, our fans, from one of you, and and one of our listeners, Ooh. and she was just named uh, Food and Wines one of their best new chefs. And she's from nice. you know she's from Michigan. She went to Ann Arbor. She went to University of Michigan. A fellow Wolverine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Go blue. And what's crazy is that she owns Miss Kim in Ann Arbor, and oh, she does. Yes. Wait, I know, I wait. Hold on, I haven't been there, but I know that this place exists. Yes. <gasps> Whoa. Okay. And what's crazy is, and this is the reason why I really enjoyed her origin story is like she's so much like us. Like came to food very late. She came, she started at thirty. She on a whim at twenty seven. Wow. On a whim applied for to work at Zingerman's. At 27. Wow. Zingerman's, you guys, if you're ever near Ann Arbor, you have to go to fucking Zingerman's. It's so fucking Yes. So she, between the time of 27 to 30, like, started doing it. Started to make um, trays of dumplings. She was doing something different before. Yes. She she worked in a count payable at a hospital. Oh, my God. Yes. I love this. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like doing the thing that was expected. This is our story. Yeah. She's literally, so she just graduated. So she's probably just a couple years older than us. So she graduated right after 9-11. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when it was like the economy was horrible. Everyone was just taking whatever job they could. So like she, and she needed someone to help uh, sponsor her green card. So she just stayed, figured it out. And like, you can imagine like the same thing with food, starting your own business. Your parents, Korean parents don't want, they want you to have a salary. They want you to work for a large corporation. So for security. They want you to have stability and benefits. And they want that. And this idea of like not doing it. I mean, it was just so insane. And like the fact that she's bringing in this food and bringing it to Ann Arbor, it's like an incredible story. That's my kick-ass Korean. Woo! Yeah. yeah. All right. Check out Gia Kim. If you're around Ann Arbor area, visit her. Um, you know, get uh, buy her buy her food. <laughs> um, I don't know how you would support Lucy, but vote for her if you if there's something she's up for. Vote for her. Okay. <laughs> and also Californians, if you're in California, I gotta say right before we take a break, make sure you vote in this recall election. Vote no. We have to stop this nonsense. And I know it does, this doesn't affect anyone else outside of California, but this is a huge thing. And uh, if you guys don't know what's happening, Governor uh, Newsom is being recalled. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole political sham. And they're citing all these things about, I don't know, him like eating in a restaurant while like, <laughs> COVID's happening. And like, okay, yeah, that's bad publicity. But like... He did the right thing for look at every New York Times chart. Yeah. California is killing it. Yeah. 
We're the highest in vaccinations. Mm-hmm. We have a 70% adult vaccination rate. Wow. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. All right. And also, we have the least amount of ICU uh, unit issues. Like, no, you know, like we have the clearest of like hospital beds. Like, we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's because, you know, we were strict about it. And of course, not all of California was like that. But so this whole uh, recall thing, like, whether you like Newsom or not, this is a play by Republicans to disrupt. And destabilize. Know, destabilize California. So please vote no on the recall. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. Yeah. Here we go. Now, okay, this week I got to tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, think so. I, I got invited. Yeah. I got invited for the first time ever to a gay pool party Woo! in a fabulous like home with um, Lindsay. You would die for this home. This like I can't even call it cute because it was big, but like <laughs> gorgeous. Yeah. Spanish colonial. Oh, you love the Spanish colonial. I like it a lot too. Yeah. The, the tiles. Yeah. The, or, the original tiles and then a, a, like a pool house and a back area yes. like with an olive tree. Oh my God. Just like, yeah. Uh, and a, like a bench under an olive tree. It was so gorgeous. And it was like, um, it was my friends. Uh, he's famous. Yeah. I guess. He is famous. Yeah. He was in Crazy Rich Asians. It was Nico Santos. Okay. Um, so we were at his house and it, it's just a beautiful, beautiful home. And, and I get there and at first, when Nico texted me and said, hey, come over to this gay pool party, I almost said no, because I was like, I'm not feeling really good about myself. Yeah. My body's feeling, mm-hmm. you know, I got f- so fat and I'm breaking out. Like, I, I just yeah. was not in a, in a good mood. Yes. T- to, like, be around gay people. Pool party. You know what I mean? Gay, like, gay pool party is a different thing altogether. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. A pool party itself, I'm like, uh and then a gay pool party, it's like they all have fun. I'm under the microscope, yeah. you know? So I, I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. And then I was running errands all day. And I, there was a part of me, there was a voice of that inside of me going like, just fucking go. Yeah. Why are you being such a fucking like, sh- like lousy acting bitch like this? Like, yeah, you feel bad about your body. That's your fault. Like. <laughs> Go and be proud of whatever the fuck you did to your body. You know, like <laughs> whatever I did to my body. Yeah. yeah, like you're doing that. Yeah, fucking be proud of it at least. You know, like don't shrink. And you know, like I'm having this like uh, self confidence issue, and I'm like, all right, fine. I'm gonna put my stuff on and go for like an hour. Yeah. And I get there, and it's like I thought it was gonna be like a bunch of people I didn't know. Mm-hmm. It's like it was like our friends plus like four people. Great. And, Everyone was a bear. You know what I mean? Like oh my everyone God. was kind of like a large and in charge gay. Yeah. And I'm not even saying like, oh, fat. Like, I'm just saying like, we're all bigger mm-hmm. people. They're bears. Chubbier people. Yeah. We're bear. I, I don't have any hair, so I'm not a bear. But like, <laughs> I'm a hairless bear yeah. or whatever you would call that, right? Like Otter? Sure. sure I guess. <laughs> Otter still have hair, I guess. But every... and. Everyone, like, there was no one, like, looking sure. at each other's bodies. No. It was not that kind treating... of a pool party, gay pool party. No. That's great. No one was, like, trying to, like, hook up. 
No flexing. Or even like, yeah, no one was flexing and no one was trying to like make each other feel bad. Yeah. Or commenting otherwise on each other's bodies. True. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was sans any of that. Wow. And we were just like in the pool, smoking weed, drinking like hard seltzers and laughing and it was gorgeous. And I was, I, I felt so like. I can't believe that's like Pretty. that's yeah that's like that's the <laughs> I, best gay pool party I've ever heard about like it's like not yeah. having to do push-ups before you go there like yeah. yeah and they were like and everyone was a bear so like I felt kind of petite yeah you know like and I was like oh my god I'm I'm sexy <laughs> <laughs> and not that these bears weren't sexy they were all sexy in their bear way right and I like I love a big dude who's just like mm-hmm. feeling himself you know and. It just felt like it gave me this moment of pause of I've been going about this the wrong way. I keep like I keep assuming that gay culture mm-hmm. is we ho called West Hollywood yes. culture or like white gay twink culture. Yes, which is but like portrayed not. in the larger media as such. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the. Absolute Vodka presents Pride. Right. It's the it Andy all. Cohen, the Danny Pellegrino. Yes. Yes. The hot bartenders yes. in the back of what, 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 Watch What Happens Live. So, like, because the media keeps reinforcing these hot, uh, mm-hmm. un, like, unparalleled bodied gays. Yes. That, like, it felt so relaxing to be around just real people mm-hmm. who happen to be gay. Yes. And who oh are at a pool. Oh my god. And then and that, that, yes. and that pool, that gathering turned into a party. Yes. <laughs> and then a barbecue. There were steak sandwiches. <laughs> oh my god. Cuz not only can, do they are they like um you know have a bougie pool, they have a bougie kitchen. Mm. I'm telling you like marble a uh, big island marble I mean, that the like Spanish, flows. I mean I just like the fact that everything is <sighs> curvy like there's no lines it's yes. all like round like I mean, the bears are round everything is so soft and welcoming yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> curves everywhere yeah. it felt so I, and to be almost 39 yeah and feel like comfortable in my skin around gay men that's big hallelujah mm. I really, really, yeah. I felt so, and not that I don't, I have a, like, I have gay friends who don't, are not like that, mm-hmm. but, and, and they were at the party, thank God. Yeah. But, um, this, this was the first time I went to, like, a random, like, I don't, I might not know people, like, I will meet new gay men there. Right. And it was a total opposite experience of what I was afraid of. Yeah. Ooh, it was, it, it was exciting. What a joy. That means you found your tribe. Yeah, the bears. (laughs) (laughs) You got in that cave and it was full of bears. Like, (laughs) that's great. Yeah. I'm so excited. It felt really good. It felt like, yeah, I could like relax. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, like, in, in terms of like how you see your own body and stuff like that, it is, you know. It is a whole thing. Like, I mean, I'm on my cleanse journey. And so, like, seeing my body change. And it's, like, not because, like, I'm getting any You're, like, rippling. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I'm not, like, I'm not getting any thinner, which is, like, crazy. Because I always wanted to be willowy. That was, like, always the intent. Because I wanted to be, like, those, like, tiny, like, Asian girls that are, like, short. You know, short, but their, like, bones are small. 
and like they're like birds. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand what you're talking about. You are the tiniest yeah. person. <laughs> but I'm like, but I'm still like, like more muscular. I have always been slightly bigger. You know, like they, they are literally. If I put my ankle next to somebody, like they, their ankle looks like a wrist, like that. <laughs> no way. <laughs> No way! You I don't know. see it, you, but you, okay. But you, there's like those girls, and so like you're telling I, me you have cankles. Yes, I do. That's why let I me see. Boots. Let me see right now. Show me. Show me right now. Okay. I mean, it's not cankle. <laughs> it's not a cankle. <laughs> it's not full cank. But I got. I was like, I just. It's, a, it's a cankleage. I'm like, I've like got like you know what is it like in Korea? I'm a medium, like you know, for my size and my height. But whatever, it doesn't matter. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, anyway, it doesn't yes. matter. But like, but it, it, you're right. As I turn 39, and it's like I've been looking at, at pictures, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not. I don't look young. I look better though. Like I don't look, you know. And and it's also so much of it is like just feeling confident. Like you just you kind of let let go. You kind of let go and let God. Like you know, yes. you're just kind of like, well, I mean, I'm fucking old now. What else am I gonna do? By the way, there's I, no even like hiding behind numbers and no. shit like that. Like you are on the road to 14. Yes. So there's. Yeah. I, I mean, like, what am I? People are like, oh, do you want? I mean, because because of how vain I am, people are like, oh, these friends are like, oh, do you not want me to mention you're 39? I was like, why would I not want you to no. mention that? Because people are going to be shocked. Yeah. And, and I yeah. like that, but also, yeah. <laughs> but also that doesn't matter. Like, I'm not trying to lie about how old I am. I'm not trying to lie yeah. about who I am anymore. I'm, a, I'm almost 40, as you just mentioned. And in Hollywood, it doesn't matter how old you are. It matters how old you can play. Yes. And you're playing 19 years. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it was, it's wild because people have this person. And I will, let me just say this, this is, and we'll just move on. The fact that white women are looking so good into their forties is like so upsetting to me because that used to be that our used thing. to be your thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like black women and pe- uh, people of color have been looking good into their forties yeah. for me- decades, for decades, and now white women white are- women are moisturizing now. They finally found moisturizer, and it's it's fucking upsetting. They need to stay. They need ah. to get dusty again. <laughs> they need to get dusty because it's not fair. Because the whole reason you have everything. <laughs> You already took yoga. Don't take skincare. <laughs> it's enough. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this All is right. good. <laughs> we'll be right back. All right, we are back with our final and favorite part of the show. It's time for AMA. Murago. <laughs> Okay. Well, we kind of we kind of talked about this yeah. at the top, but um, the question is, how did you process nine eleven? And I yeah yeah. I, for for me, it was the same experience as everyone else's. Mm-hmm. You see it on TV. You're like, oh my god, what yeah. the fuck? You and I were what nineteen years old. I was nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, and we were like, okay what what is happening mm-hmm. what the fuck right and i remember that day i i i remember everyone feeling like holy shit yeah but like i just didn't know how what what this meant we had like, no idea what what does this m- mean like am i are they gonna like uh, 
are planes gonna come crashing down everywhere or like or if this was a part of a whole full fledged attack and like like drinking on, water on was getting, yeah drinking yeah. water was starting to be stockpiled like yeah it was kind of wild it was wild and it was New York which is a place that the the towers were a place that I went all the time to meet my friends at that Krispy Kreme at the bottom of Tower 2 <laughs> like <laughs> we would meet up there because it was such a central place yeah. and and we'd also get Krispy Kreme so like uh, it, it, it the fact that something I knew to be immovable mm-hmm. um, got destroyed and I think it made me feel like oh nothing I know is is correct everything is yeah. up for debate now yeah and I um, that night stayed on my friend Steve Song's couch and I never left. Really? That couch. Yeah, so 9-11 happened, and I never went back to my dorm. Like, there was something in me that, like, I think I was scared to. Yeah. And at first, everyone was like, yeah, let's all gather here and, uh-huh. like, candlelight vigil and da-da-da-da-da yeah. and, like, let's drink and whatever. And, um, and then, like, a few days went by, and then a week went by and a few weeks went by and Steve's like, yo, are you're not going to go home? Yeah. And I was like, nah, I'm just going to like sleep here. So I ended up fucking like moving into my friend's door, uh, apartment. Yeah. Not moving in officially, but I just like slept on their couch. Yeah. For the entire year and, and his room the entire year. Wow. Yeah. Where, where was your mom? I was traumed. Yeah. <laughs> My mom was in New York in Flushing. Yeah, okay. So, you know, of course I was trying to call her and yeah. there's no service yeah. and all this. And then I finally get in touch and she, you know, obviously she's fine. She was far away from it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she was telling me that like things feel different. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's also like you grew up around there. You went to school. I mean, on the you know, it's like such a, like you said, like from your childhood, this immovable thing. Yeah. Yeah, because you have a relationship with that place. Yeah. Like, literally the spot. It it stopped becoming... You know, I think something happened after 9-11. I think because I was away from, quote-unquote, home, Mm -hmm. and I was in college when that happened, I think New York forever changed for me. Right. Like, it never felt like the same New York again. And it wasn't. Yeah, and it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I woke up off of my floor bed because I was sleeping on the floor. If I had put cushions and arranged them into a, the shape of a bed, and Why? then, um, I don't know. <laughs> you had a bed. I had, you a, had bed. a bed. Yeah. <laughs> Were you in college? Yeah. At Loyola. At Loyola, this is in the uh-huh. dorms, like kind of off campus. Like, you know, like they have like student housing, you know? So it was like an yeah, apartment. Yeah. And like, I wanted, I don't know, you know what I was going for? I was going for like a kind of like a, like a Middle oh, Eastern. Moroccan. Yeah, Moroccan. Yeah. Like, I was kind of like. <laughs> Bedouin lifestyle. Bedouin, yeah, I was just like, yeah, yeah bed. And then um, I, my roommate's mom had called him after the, the plane struck the first tower and was like, get up right now. The worst thing in American history is happening right now. Turn on the TV. So we turned on the TV and we started smoking weed. And I'll just never forget, I took a bong hit and watched the second tower get hit. Bong hit and watched the second <sighs> Exhale. tower. Exhale. Wow. Second, and we're just like, 
What? And I was what? like, what the fuck? And like classes, I think were not canceled that day. Insane. Oh, but, I was just canceled. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But like, I don't know, because it's the Midwest. Who, who the fuck knows? <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. And everyone's just like wandering around campus, like in a daze. Right. We're just kind of like, whatever. And like we were saying at the beginning of the pod, we inst- you instantly started to talk about it. Like instantly, yeah. sort of like within the first week, we grieved. We were trying to process what the fuck happened. Like literally, what happened? Because yeah. we didn't understand what had happened. We know who did right. it, who was responsible. No one's taking, you know what I mean? All that stuff. Right. First week. The fact that no one was taking responsibility. It was insane. So that sounded like, how does that happen? How does this happen? So like we didn't know what the fuck was happening, and then literally in the next couple of months, as direct war started again. I just remember like that was the moment where like we started to be politically engaged, awoken, yeah. like plugged yeah. in in a way where I was like there was just simply that no was our way. Vietnam moment. Yeah, there was no we were way. Like, no, this is stupid. Why are we doing this? Like, and we still are allowed to grieve, and it's like we still are allowed to hate the people that committed and perpetrated this atrocity, but we can't. But going after Saddam Hussein uh, is and water, this is clearly not about that. And waterboarding, like, what the fuck? Like, waterboarding is some like poor Afghani dude that got turned Ugh. in. It's like you know what I mean. And just yeah, like the conversation, just to like show Americans we're doing something. Like exactly, fuck you. But the political conversations that were occurring on college campuses, like for yeah. I think almost all of our generation, like kind of has informed what's happening post what happened post Trump. The level of organization, the grassroots organizing, that all shit. It, that it shit. ushered in Obama. Obama. Yes, that's that's you know? the shit that kind of our generation kind of like ushered in. We, we did, we, yeah. We got gay marriage, yes. and we're like, nope, fuck it. <laughs> Although now Roe v. Wade seems like it's gonna be over. Oh my god, it's it's whatever. You I, guys, let's be vigilant. It's not. There's because, too many things happening <laughs> because you know because the thing is like we ushered in that stuff, but at the same time yeah. the conservative movement was organizing justice stringently. It was and like it was it was yeah. a level of political engagement like on college campuses that wasn't just about liberals, right? It was I remember having like real conversations with people that are conservative that thought that the war on terror was like completely justified. Guantanamo needed to happen the way it was. Like it was like this like renaissance of conservative thought that also occurred around that time. So yeah. like we're seeing the two splinters, what that looks like. It made us extreme. Yes. Yeah, we got in we got Fox News and MSNBC out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that doesn't how are we processing it? How, bad. We're processing bad. it bad. Well, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to feel. I just want to go to Paris. I wanna leave in Paris. I wanna live in Paris and fall in love and eat good croissants. You guys, life is hard. Stay <laughs> stay vigilant and be just fucking be kind a little bit. Just try to be a little empathetic. Yes. I'm going to try to th- this week I'm going to try to think of someone outside of myself. Mhm. I mean that's week. that's been my big lesson inside of pandemic is to like just give yourself and others a little bit more grace. A little bit. Yeah. That's it. All right, folks. Happy 9-11 again. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Love y'all. Bye. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.